Open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6 as we continue our Armor Series journey. We're actually on week 5. Can you believe it? Uh, We've talked about be strong. We had two weeks stand against. Last week was get ready. This week we're jumping into uh, actually putting on this armor of God by looking at the belt of truth. So I'm out here with our midweek team. Midweek, let's get loud. Y'all excited to be here? So uh, whether you're worshiping with us online or at home, y'all give it up for our at home team. We love our at home. PGH West, we love our PGH West family. Come on, get loud if you're our PGH West family. Our PGH City family, come on, get loud for our PGH City family. We love you so much. And then our church on campus, Chomp family. Y'all give it up for our college kids. Man, we love you. God is doing some incredible things in our church. I want to do something a little different for these six weeks. Everybody stand up. No matter where you're at, everybody stand up. Um, This is actually the third time, the third time that we're told to stand here in Ephesians chapter 6. And I think it's somewhat significant that we should stand as we read this next part. Um, We've been told to stand against, right? Uh, We've been told last week as we were getting ready that we're called to withstand in the evil day and having done all, stand firm, right? Um, This week you're going to see as we look at verse 14, really verse 14 all the way to verse 17, we find these six pieces of armor. And so what I want to do over the next six weeks We're about to have some fun with the six-day armor challenge. Don't forget that kicks off tomorrow. So we're going to have some fun together uh, Monday through Saturday putting on these pieces of armor. But let's, these six weeks, let's stand in honor of God's word and let's stand in attention, getting ready for the word, asking for the Lord to now put these pieces of armor on us for his kingdom and for his glory. So Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 14 through 17 says this, Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So there's those first three pieces of armor. We put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace. Everybody say, put on. on. Come on, midweek, put on. on. Come on, kids in the house right now, I want you to say, put on, really loud. Kids, big kids, join them. Put on, all right, so put on. Here's the second three we're gonna take up. In verse 16 and 17, it says this. In all circumstances, take up. Everybody say, "Take take up. Here we go. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take up or take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, you can go ahead if you want to and look at verse 18. Um, But what verse 18 then starts talking about is prayer. So how about we pray? And how about we ask for the Lord to do for us? That's what prayer's about. Some of you guys might be like, well, what's prayer all about? At the end of the day, uh, prayer is having a conversation with our Lord God who we love so much. So it's about relationship. 
but it's also a cry out to God to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. That's what prayer is. And so we absolutely, 100%, do not believe that we have the ability to even put this armor on. But God does. And God wants to empower us with the armor of God over these next six weeks. So let's pray and ask for the Lord to do that. Lord Jesus, we ask in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, for the glory of God the Father, that you would put on the belt of truth in and through every aspect of our lives. God, we want to be people who love your truth and who live out your truth. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you. Everybody can have a seat. I hope some of you guys were at a coffee shop and you stood up in the middle of the coffee shop and you yelled in the middle of the coffee shop. That's when we know we got a real powerful movement of God. If I get an email, um, basically saying that you got arrested in the coffee shop. All right. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, right at the beginning, let's go back to it. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Um, here's a question. Do you love truth? And do you love living out truth? Because what we're going to find out with the belt of truth is that this is about truth and truthfulness. This is not just going to be about the word of God. This is going to be about the applying of the word of God in and through our lives. This was the question that was asked to me and some other seminary students um, way back in, this would have been 2004, 2005. Um, my mentor and professor at the time was a guy by the name of Dr. David Platt. And uh, I took a class. It was a high-level class. Uh, some of my friends who were with me, like Robbie Gallaty and, and some others, uh, who's our good friend and partner from Long Hollow Baptist Church that uh, is just such a great partner to ours. We were students in this class, and, and he kind of, you know, tricked me into taking a high-level class, even though I was a first-semester seminary student. It was called this, Preaching Bible Doctrine. And basically, uh, Dr. Platt taught us about the Word of God, and we uh, walked through the book of Romans together, and then we took turns preaching through the book of Romans together. It was really a powerful, powerful semester. It was a great way to kick off. Well, I'll never forget the very first class. The very first class, we roll into class, and, and uh, Dr. Platt throws out this question. Uh, young preachers, he said, do you love truth? And do you love living out the truth. He said, open up your Bibles to the book of Romans. And so we all got out our Bibles and like, we're all just so ready. We're so eager for this. And we're like ready to jump in. And so we flip open our Bibles and he says, may we love truth and may we love living out the truth. Romans chapter one, and he starts reading. So I'm in the word, man. I'm just like going in and about chapter two, chapter three, of the book of Romans, I look up and Dr. Platt hasn't opened his Bible. 
this cat is quoting Romans from memory. And I'll just say this, he didn't stop until Romans chapter 12. And he didn't miss not even a word. I'm not telling you this to try and get you to be impressed with Dr. David Platt. Uh, if you know him or if you've followed, he's being used in powerful ways. But I think one of the reasons why God used him in such powerful ways, I've not really ever met someone so humble. Someone who truly fears the Lord, who loves the Lord with all his heart. I'm sharing that story with you because as I'm praying now, even for my own life, and as I'm praying for you and your life in this Armor of God series, and as we start to put on the armor, I don't think it's by mistake that God and his word here starts out with the importance of truth. Are you someone who loves truth? Are you someone who loves to live out truth? Remember the context of what's happening here. You might want to check it out uh, midweek right now. You might want to check out um, Ephesians chapter 4. So kind of flip back. This wasn't necessarily in my notes, but there's something really important here because the context, the Apostle Paul is not randomly talking here. He's talking to a specific church at a specific time. And he's writing to the church at Ephesus here, and there is this um, challenge by the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16. He basically says that Jesus has given the church apostles and preachers and teachers and evangelists and shepherds, and their purpose is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So if we're going to talk about truth I want us to talk about maturity. I want us to talk about growing up. I want us to talk about, in a sense, getting a little deeper in the word of God. If we're truly going to put on this belt of truth today. Because there's something really significant here in Ephesians chapter 4. His prayer for the church at Ephesus and his prayer for you and me. Check out verse 14. It says, I want you to be equipped... I want you to grow up. I want you to love truth. And I want you to love living out truth. Why? So that you may no longer be children. So that you may no longer be tossed to and fro by waves and carried out and about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in, here it is, language we've already heard, because the enemy's working in deceitful schemes. One of the ways the enemy wants to destroy you is deceitful schemes. To take God's truth and manipulate it, change it, make you doubt it. And so we've got to be equipped. Now I love verse 15. <laughs> I'm not even preaching yet on... Chapter 6, verse 14, if you've noticed. And I'm kind of winging this last second, I'll be honest. But God just showed this to me as I was studying. In verse 15, Paul here says, instead of being tossed by everything that the world's showing you right now. Anybody feeling tossed? Anybody feeling like the, the world is just shaking you up? There's lies coming your way. Anybody feeling that? Paul says, don't do that. <laughs> he says, rather... Speaking the truth. Everybody say truth. truth. Rather speaking the truth 
in love. We are to grow up. I've wanted to say that to my boys the last week a couple times. I'll just be honest. Stop fighting. You need to grow up. Paul's not yelling here. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe they're acting like children because he just called them children. If you don't apply the word of God. It says we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. All right, let's talk about the belt of truth. This is important. Um, This is the first piece of armor, and it's probably the most important piece of armor in relation to all the other pieces of armor. When you talk about a Roman soldier, this belt of truth was centered on the body, it secured the clothing, and it secured the armor holding everything together. There was no possibility for you to grab a hold of the sword if you didn't have a belt. There was no possibility for a breastplate of righteousness, for a breastplate on a soldier to be intact without the belt. This is the very piece of armor that holds everything together. Hint, hint. There's no chance for righteousness in your life without truth. There's no way. There's no chance for peace without truth. This is so important. Truth. It keeps the armor secure. It keeps the sword ready. It's absolutely impossible to put on and to take up this armor without the belt of truth. So buckle up. Let's put on the belt. Um, We're not going to go where Jesus took it and where some other passages took it. Jesus said, gird up your loins in truth. You imagine me telling me, telling my boys to do that on the way out the door. Boys, gird up your loins. They'd think I was cussing. I'll just be honest. They wouldn't know what I was saying, right? Um, I love uh, how God kind of challenges Job. We've talked about Job in this series. Uh, as Job is going through all these attacks, God says to Job, dress for action like a man. <laughs> Put on the belt of truth. It's time for action. We, we can't fight this battle if our um, equipment is loose. We got to secure this. We got to put a foundation. Now, before I give you three things to think about with the belt of truth to apply in your life this week, here's a question. And it's a question really for today. I mean, it's a question for all time, but really right now. What is truth? Is there such a thing? Um, I want you to know beyond any shadow of a doubt that there is, that there is such a thing as absolute truth. In a day and age where whatever's good for you is good for you and whatever's good for me is good for me and however I want to interpret my life is truth to me, but you can't judge me because there's no such thing as absolute truth. What's absolute truth to me is my feelings and my interpretation of whatever's going on in this world. 
That's why we have chaos. That's why we have brokenness. That's why the world is so crazy. Because the fundamental thing that's happened here, take anything that's getting out of control right now, and I will trace the roots back to someone compromising truth. One preacher said this, because I know what most are thinking. Yeah, but truth sometimes is hard to accept. It hurts my feelings. I don't agree with it. It's not popular. One preacher said this, I'd rather be hurt by the truth than blessed by a lie. And there's a lot of people right now being blessed by lies. And I'm just going to tell you the end story of a blessing by a lie is a lot of pain and suffering. It's a lot of pain and suffering. So I want to give us three things to think about when it comes to the belt of truth. Number one, receive his truth. Receive his truth. John chapter 14, verse 6 says this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Hey, right now, I want to invite you. Will you trust in Jesus? Will you trust in Jesus? Will you receive his truth? You see, we just prayed earlier, we asked for the Lord Jesus to put on the belt of truth. Um, there's no possibility at the end of the day for you to truly enjoy the belt of truth without the truth. And the truth is Jesus Christ, who loves you so much. I pray that today would be a moment where you would receive his truth. Go back to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. There's something important that's shared right there. It says, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. There's a past tense there. Have you been saved? There was a moment where I wasn't saved. There was a moment where I was saved. <laughs> Have you been saved? When was that moment you see, Paul here is referring to something that should have happened in your life. Having fastened on the belt of truth, I pray that today would be a moment of salvation. I believe salvation is here. Receive his truth. But once you receive his truth, number two, know his truth. Everybody say, know his truth. Know his truth, know his truth okay? We don't want to just receive his truth. We want to, um, once it's received in our hearts, to also have it embed and impact and, you know, just transform our hearts and our minds. We want to know his truth. Two verses. John chapter 8, verse 32 says this. Know the truth and the truth will set you free. Psalm 145 verse 18 says this, The Lord is near to all who call on him. The Lord is near to all who call on him. 
but there's something that's important here. To all who call on him in truth. So it could be a possibility that you're not experiencing freedom right now. And there could be a possibility that you're not experiencing the presence of God, the nearness of God right now. Could it be possible that you've rejected truth? That you don't know truth? Because I find a lot of people today pretty miserable. And when I go back and I really walk with them and I listen to them, once again, there came a compromise to the truth of God. That was the root as to why they're now in shackles and not free. That was the root to why now they feel dry instead of thriving in Christ. Know the truth. Um, knowing the truth requires a few things. I've taken this from our good friend, Dr. Dustin Turner in New Orleans, who's the lead pastor of Vintage Church in New Orleans. Uh, let's give it up for our New Orleans Vintage Church, New Orleans family. Come on, let's give it up. If, if uh, you don't know, we're one church in two cities, and God's doing some amazing things all over the city of New Orleans. I had the privilege of planning that church, and then I kind of slipped out the back door after about 10 years, and now I'm your pastor here in Pittsburgh, and I love what God's doing in this multi-city, multi-church movement of God. Pastor Dustin Turner is one of the most brilliant guys I've ever been around. And uh, he served as my equipping pastor for 10 years, and now he's been the lead pastor. He is literally, he's my favorite teacher on how to learn about the Word of God. Um, and he's got some amazing equipping resources. This week in our V groups, how, how much fun are we having in our V groups? Can we just thank God for our V groups? We love what God's doing in our V groups. You want to be a part of one of our V groups? We've got V groups starting all over the place. I mean, we are in it, all right? Um, in our V groups this week, I'm going to allow you to break down these points that Pastor Dustin gave to us even deeper. Because we want to be people who know the word. We want to be people who know his truth. Here's what Pastor Dustin kind of shares. Knowing the truth, number one, requires constant observation. Constant observation. Faithfully, we look. You're not going to learn God's word without opening it and looking at it. And I want to encourage you, if you want to know his truth, this has to be a constant observation in your life. Be faithful in this season, more than anything, to the very word of God. As you're waking up each day, are you jumping in the word of God? Are you um, walking through the word of God with your family? Are, are you walking through the word of God with your church? Um, if you want to know his truth, there's got to be this constant observation. Number two, deep examination, Pastor Dustin says. We don't want to just glance at it. We want to meditate upon it. We want to go deep into the word. So passionately we dig into God's word. We don't just consider Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 through 20 for one week. We spend 14 weeks in it. 
Um, we don't just look even at what God's doing in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20. We consider the whole book of Ephesians, and we consider the life of Paul and his missionary journeys, and we consider the significance of the church at Ephesus to the advancement of the kingdom of God to the end of all time, so that we today in Pittsburgh have Jesus. We consider all these things. We passionately dig into the word of God, which brings us to number three. Pastor Dustin talks about spirit illumination. Spirit illumination. Um, supernaturally, we begin to find things. We begin to find things. One of my favorite people in all the world, he's part of our church family. His name is Adam. He's here with us tonight. And I'll never forget, as I was walking with Adam, Adam just recently got saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he would share with me, he would be like, yo, Pastor Rob, man, like I'm, I'm hearing you preach. And uh, this was before he met Jesus. He's like, man, things aren't clicking the way that other people are saying they're clicking. And I'm trying to read God's word. And it's, you know, I, I somewhat understand, but I'm limited. Well, man, it's been so cool to hear from Adam over the last month and a half since he met Jesus and since he was baptized, how he's been telling me that the spirit of God, because when you receive his truth, you receive the spirit of truth and the spirit of God starts to illuminate the word of God and transform your life. See, this is how we know his truth. The spirit of God begins to reveal these incredible truths. Which brings us to number four that Pastor Dustin talks about, personal application. Personal application. When the Spirit of God illuminates His Word, it always will mean that our Commander-in-Chief, Jesus Christ, is probably giving you a word and something to do for Him. Um, this illumination will always lead to personal application. And if I can just tell us, Vintage Church, especially in this season, because most of what the world is telling you is not in God's word. Get ready as you constantly observe, as you deeply examine, as the spirit begins to illuminate, get ready to humbly obey. And go into your time, if you truly want to know his word, go into your time before you read saying, God, whatever you have for me that I'm about to read, I'll do. Because the only way you're truly going to benefit from this belt of truth is you not only have to love the word, but you have to love living out the word. Number three, and we close. Receive his truth. Know his truth. Let's walk his truth. Walk his truth. Um, in Psalm chapter 86, verse 11, it says this, Teach me your way, O Lord. I hope that's your prayer. I hope you want the Lord to teach you his ways. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. So three things I promise you are going to start to happen. If you make a commitment to receive his truth, to know his truth, and to walk his truth. Number one, adversity's coming. Adversity's coming. 
I promise you, beyond any shadow of a doubt, I hope you've at least learned that. We've got to stand against what? The schemes of the devil. And if you truly put on the belt of truth in your life and you begin to walk out truth, everything in this world rejects that. You're going to face adversity. Satan is all about lies. And Satan wants to absolutely distract you from the truth that is found in the word of God. He started all the way back at the Garden of Eden. Remember, as a serpent came around, he said, did God really say that? I mean, I'm sure God's changed his mind because of, you know, he'd be so unpopular with that. Um, I want you to know that if you truly stand strong in the applying of the word of God in your life, adversity's coming. So get ready. This battle is inevitable. This battle is spiritual. Remember last week? This battle is relentless. Number two, not just do we understand that adversity's coming, but number two, accuracy will happen. Accuracy will happen. You see, truth keeps us focused. Keeps us focused. God's word says this about itself. God's word is perfect, is flawless. The enemy's word is off target. God's word is on target. I mean, I'm just going to confess to you, pastor confession time. I think too many times I, in this moment, am telling too many people what I think. And I got to stop. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, my thoughts, my plans, my truth, it, it's not actually going to hit the target. Like God's word, God's plans, God's truth. When there's time for distraction and the hate starts to happen on social media, throw a truth bomb out there. And watch how everybody focuses back in. If you as a couple right now are starting to go through a lot of pain and, and there's a lot of div division in your household right now, um, would you consider maybe applying truth in there. I dare you, in the middle of your next fight, stop and read the word of God. Watch how God will start to bring you back on target. And you'll actually, this accuracy, you'll receive what you're looking for. See, when you walk his truth, accuracy happens. But number three, and I love this, altitude is experienced. Remember how we've talked about Satan would love for us to not stand against, but to go down where he's lurking. God's word keeps us hopeful. God's word keeps things on him. Because from Genesis to Revelation, can I summarize this book to you? God's glory. This is all about God's glory. And when you walk His truth, 
altitude happens. You, you look up and you see the author, the perfecter of our faith. You see the one who's seated at the right hand of the Father. You look at the one who controls the waves instead of the waves. This belt of truth. I'm going to be honest, I wish I could preach three more weeks on the belt of truth. There's so much for us to learn. May we be a people that build our house on a rock. May we be a people that love the truth and love living out the truth. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you've done incredible things today. And we now ask, as we've done before, and as we're about to go into this week with this six-day armor challenge, we now ask by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would empower us to put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace, that you would empower us to take up the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. God, may we this week be a people that receive your truth, that know your truth, and that walk in your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.